Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Bring a newspaper. If you can, bring the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Why? Why? That's the newspaper that Janet has over her head. No, it isn't. It is. For real? It is, really. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, Rock School Radio Network. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. Broadcasting live from the campus, Southeastern Louisiana University. Let me start this show with a confession. Oh, I don't like this. Okay. You know this. I need to confess to the audience. Oh, okay. When I was a senior in college and was dating a certain young lady, Mm -hmm. and also through freshman, sophomore, junior, I don't know that I did it much as a senior, but a good four years of my life, many of my weekends, Friday and Saturday night, were spent in a very nasty section of Cleveland, Ohio. Really? At the end of Euclid Avenue. Anybody who knows Cleveland, at the end of Euclid Avenue, it's not the greatest section. Were you going to park your car? Well, we parked our car in a rather secure, finger quotes, area. And then we went into an old 1940s theater, one of those high gothic ceilings, right? Yes. We went into the midnight showing and we watched... The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, what fun, huh? I don't know how many times I've seen it. it. No records were kept. Yes. But if I had to choose a number, it's got to be somewhere between 80 and 100 times. Oh, my gosh. I have dressed up. I dressed up as Eddie, which was the meatloaf character, because yeah. I had a saxophone and I was overweight. Perfect. So I, I never dressed up as Frankenfurter, well, you, you know, the transvestite. You've got I never great did that. legs. Why I, not? I could have pulled it off. My buddy Damon, he could have done it better because you think he's absolutely beautiful. He's a guy that turned me on to Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I, I've, I've fallen in love with it. Now, I've never taken you to no. see the Rocky Horror Picture Show live, but I did show it to you on DVD. I did all the lines and for it's, you. It's just not the same. No, you have to see it, it live. It loses so much. Okay, so what does this have to do with Rock School? The Rocky Horror Picture Show, the movie, debuted August of 1975 in London and September of 1975 in the U.S. Do the mathematics, 946, carry the one. This is the 40th anniversary. I'm a little late getting to it because yeah. it was August and September, but still, this is the 40th anniversary of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I was, for the longest time, a good four years of my life, an absolute Rocky Horror fan. And this didn't happen to you until you went to college, or where did, where did senior you start? Year. Senior year in high senior school? Senior year, sure. And we wow. used to go and have a ball doing this. So for an hour, what I'd like to do is play some Rocky Horror, because this new group of people that are out there kind of know it through glee. Oh, okay. And I don't want that. 
I want them to know what it's really like to go see the Rocky Horror Picture Show in a theater with real people, real props, what it's actually like. So I want to play some of the music, and we're going to play from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, not the Rocky Horror stage play. Gotcha. And I thought seriously about playing the music and then recording the callbacks from Mm -hmm. the audience. The problem is I sang a few of them for you, and they're filthy. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. That's the thing. If cursing bothers you, if sexual situations bother you, don't go see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. But if you find that stuff funny, this is the place for you. So we'll start. This is one that Meatloaf sings. Hey, hot patootie, bless my soul. Serve me up with potato and rolls as we talk the Rocky Horror Picture Show for an hour on Rock School. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is believed to be the longest running movie ever. Wow. Fox Pictures has never pulled it from circulation since 1975. Oh, my goodness. It came an inch from being pulled from circulation because when it came out as a movie, mm-hmm. everybody went, this is hideous. It was and I'm gonna, awful. And I'm going to tell you a story in the first break about I was instrumental in getting this movie shown at at my uh, undergraduate university. Uh-huh. And I'm going to tell you the story of it and what happened with oh, it. Oh, I want to hear that. How we had to yell back at the audience yeah, and such. They didn't know what to say, huh? It, it almost got me expelled. Really? It's a wonderful little story. Let me tell you where the Rocky Horror Picture Show came from. It started as the Rocky Horror Show a London stage production written by Richard O'Brien. If you're at all knowledgeable about the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Richard O'Brien played Riff Raff, a servant, in the movie. Okay, he's the guy that's very tall, stringy blonde hair, where Brad and Janet comes to the castle. Can we use your phone? Uh Uh-huh. Castles don't have phones, you jerk. And if you know anything about Rocky Horror, you don't say you jerk. Again, it's it's filthy. The play was directed and produced by a guy named Jim Sharman. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about the, 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 the movie, you're supposed to bring rolls of toilet paper. And at two places, I'm going to talk about the props later on. Okay. At two places in the movie, you throw toilet paper. The first time you throw toilet paper is in the... Uh, opening credits where it says directed by Jim Sharman and everybody yells, please don't squeeze the effing Sharman. And then you throw a roll of toilet paper. Okay. This guy was already a well-known and successful producer who produced Jesus Christ Superstar. Really? Really, really, really. Okay. He will go on to produce the movie, but the play, the Rocky Horror Show was a, a, a UK play, was a monstrous hit. It ran from 1973 through 1980. It wins a Tony. And it was voted the UK's most essential to see musical. With or without props? 
at that time. No, no, none of that was going yet. Okay. It was a stage show and everyone was, wow, this is amazing. They're making fun of B movies. They're making fun uh-huh. of horror movies. How clever this is. Look at all the punk outfits. Look at the ripped nylons. Yeah. Look at the, you know, the, um, the, the, you know, the black leather. Look at the overt makeup. Look at all the sequins. Look at how cool this is. And it ran for upwards of seven years. It almost ran 3,000 shows. And you think, well, you know, 3,000 shows, what is that? Cats ran like 3,000 shows. Oh, man. This thing was a massive hit. So, of course, it's going to be a great movie, right? No. It fails miserably, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. All right, we got to play a song from the Rocky Horror soundtrack. Touch a touch a touch a touch me. <laughs> this is Susan Sarandon with Frank and Furter and Barry Bostwick and, and Rocky and a whole bunch of other people. And it sounds like, again, I could do the, the lines, the callbacks no, over can't. top. You can't do that. It's filthy. I can't. It sounds like this on Rock School. I was feeling done in. Couldn't win. I'd only ever kissed before. Creature of the night Creature of the night Creature of the night Creature of the night Rocky Horror Picture Show It's what we're talking about here on Rock School today Huge stage play mm-hmm. Fantastically popular The film is going to be shot in the United Kingdom at Bray Studios That's in London And also an old country estate named Oakley Court that, if you've ever seen the movie, is what you see when they go to Frankenstein's place. Yeah. There's a light. It's lovely. Over at the Frankenstein place. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Follow the trends of the day, punk and all that. The same thing you saw on stage. If it's a play and it's fantastically popular, it has to be popular on the movie screen. You right? Think? You got it. It was released in eight theaters in the United States, did well in L.A., but the other seven theaters, right off the cliff. Oh. Just terribly. No success. That little roadrunner cloud down yeah. at the bottom of the cliff, boof, gone. Boom. Mm-hmm. So it was pulled. Okay. It was re-released to college campuses as a double feature with Brian De Palma's Phantom of Paradise. Again, failure. Absolute failure. So they pulled it again. Now, 20th Century Fox doesn't want to lose its money. Never. So it needs to find something to do with it. Well, if anybody says to you, Rocky Horror Picture Show was the first midnight movie, not even close. Mm-mm. The The concept of the midnight movie was happening long before that. Right. As a matter of fact, the reason it got released at midnight was because of the success of Pink Flamingos and Reefer Madness. Okay. <laughs> They're terrible films. Uh-huh. The fun of it is is that you go to see a terrible film because it's a terrible film. I love B-movies. I like it. Right. And the purpose is you pay next to nothing to get in, Mm -hmm. 50 cents to get in, and then the theater, because it's a midnight showing, makes its money back on popcorn and soda and candy. Yeah, That's the whole purpose of a midnight film. It opens at Waverly Theater April 1st, 1976, which is pretty cool. Okay. It takes about five months 
but audiences begin to yell back at the screen. Oh, dear. And once they begin to yell back at the screen, then little groups of people who are like performance groups yeah. start to show up. And it's not just as dumb as this is going to sound. And I've been to some showings of it where it's just stupid people yelling stupid things, trying to be as vulgar as they can be. Mm. If it's done right, it's a group of people who are all yelling the same thing because they all have a script and we all know what's going on. And as a group, we are participating with the film. Gotcha. And that's what started to happen. And I'm going to tell you who the person was that really kicked this thing off, how it started, how they started dressing to go see it here in a little bit. But first, got to play a song. And the song we're going to play comes from the Rocky Horror Picture soundtrack and one you may know over at the Frankenstein place. I oh, talked about yeah. the Oakley Estate. Uh-huh. There's a light. If you go to oh see, if you go to see Rocky Horror, take along a flashlight. Oh, okay. When they sing over at the Frankenstein place, yeah. there's a light. You turn on your flashlight. Etiquette states don't flash it in anybody else's face. Just show it at the ceiling. Wow. And in the song, they go in the darkness and shut off your flashlight at darkness. Oh if my you don't, gosh. you will be cursed at by the audience. <laughs> okay? I'm trying to help you. That's right. There you go. It's Rocky Horror on Rock School. Rocky Horror Pictures Show on Rock School today. Yeah. So what yes. about what about this thing that almost got you expelled from what college? Yes, from college. Oh my gosh! I can okay. see Joe and D Burns' face right now. Yeah, my parents. Yeah, oh. Joe and D. How about that? Okay, here's the story. When I was in college for two years, I was at the top of the the hilt of the radio station. Mm-hmm. I was only program director for one year, but still I was seen as someone who was kind of at the top of the hill to the station. You knew what to do, which button to push? That's right. Okay. And the the person, and I don't want to give her name, but the person who was in charge of the students, dean of students, sort of relied on me and a couple other people at the station, but me a lot, to, you know, hey, I've got these three people that are coming in. Here are the three bands. Which band do you like? But... She, this woman, suggested to me, we have the opportunity to get the Rocky Horror Picture Show. What do you think? Well, I lost my mind in front of her. Yeah. Because I was going to see the film at this time. Yeah, you were going back to Cleveland all the time to do it. Right. Dr. So-and-so, you have got to get this. It is the greatest film ever. Bloody, bloody, bloody. I would not shut up. And finally, because I have I had steered her in the right way so many times, yeah. she went, yeah, okay, 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 I trust you. Oh, we'll get the Rocky Horror Picture Show. They decided to show it outside with a big, you know, sheet put up, a giant thing with a, you know, a projector and all Isn't that. Isn't it? Everybody came out. So we're all in the back row. If you know nothing about the Rocky, or if you know anything about the Rocky Horror Picture Show, there's a line in the opening sequence, you know, in the back row, and you then scream an obscenity at the back row. So we're all in the back row. We are now screaming at the top of our lungs obscenities at the screen. Just you people in the back row. Not everybody knew the film. I like nobody knew the film but us. There's 10 of us in the back. Uh. And we are 
pounding the screen with all of this stuff. And some people are getting physically angry at us because they're trying to watch the film. They want to see the movie. Right. Two girls, I remember, turned around and started chanting, shut up, Joe, shut (laughs) up, Joe. And one guy yelled back at them, you're never going to date him anyway. And we just kept going. And we pounded this. At the end of the night, when when it finally ended, the the, the audience basically got on our side. They sort of understood. We, We began to yell, this is what you're supposed to do, that kind of stuff. And some people were on our side. But we got through the whole thing. And I remember catching it from this this person who worked at the school. She was absolutely livid with me because she didn't know what the Rocky Horror Picture Show was. Wow. Oh, my goodness. She was angry because she thought it was just a movie. And here I am screaming obscenities at the top of my lungs at the screen. Oh, not only thing. that, yeah. you you went to college in yes. the middle of uh, Amish country. Amish country, yeah. Uh, it was not, uh, they were not screaming obscenities at anyone out there. It was fantastic. I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't remember after that point ever being asked oh, again I guess not. for influence on any kind of decision. Oh, I'm sure. Yep, it, uh, it really sent me right back down the ladder, but for that two hours that they showed the film good times huh oh it was wonderful kcmj colorado springs thanks for running the radio show kscl in shreveport louisiana thank you thank you thank you get us on facebook search rock school radio show and remember my album it's free go to rockandrollloser.com get it's it it's free it's free we're not making any money you oh, know i'm not? not the money maker you are oh my gosh grab it take it show it share it with your friends it's nothing but good stuff we'll be back in a minute on rock school The Time Warp. Mm -hmm. If you know nothing about Rocky Horror, my guess is you have heard The Time Warp. Oh, done the dance. About a third of the way through the movie, when Brad and Janet, which is Barry Bostwick and Susan Sarandon, when they get into Frankenstein's place, there is a wonderful night. That's one of the master's affairs. Which one? And he... Frankenfurter, which is played by Tim Curry. Yeah. He he holds this giant party and they perform a dance called the Time Warp. Mm-hmm. What is unbelievable, and I know you watch it in the movie and you kind of go, hey, that's kind of neat. If you go to a theater where this is done all the time, it is the apex of the movie. This place where I used to go, there was 200 to 250 people each time it played. So what you had were the few people that were dressed up like characters. We had one, at least one person each time that was dressed up like Tim Curry. And he would walk down the aisle and we would all cheer for him. And at least one or two people that were dressed up like Magenta. Mm -hmm. And they would go up on, and since it was an old theater in Cleveland, there was a stage in front of where the the movie was being projected. Mm -hmm. So they would be up there and he would be singing and they're doing that. Um, The time warp goes on before Tim Curry arrives. 
Imagine 250 people doing this dance. It's just a jump to the left and then a step to the right. The guy who is the narrator is teaching you how to do the film. So in the middle of a movie, and you've gone to a movie, everyone's supposed to sit quietly and do nothing. Yeah, to be active is weird. At this at this theater, they brought the lights up. Oh my! Oh my gosh! And everybody danced, and you had no idea who the person was next to you, but it didn't matter. You did the time warp with this person. Did it, you have to know all of this information before you went? No. If you showed up and had never seen it before, you were known as a virgin. Uh huh. And goodness forbid if you ever told anyone you were a virgin. Why? What because happened? Because then we had a ball with you. <laughs> Then we made fun of you and we had all kinds of fun and you had to run the gauntlet. And once you ran the gauntlet, you were part of us. Oh, okay. It was wonderful. It really was. But the time warp, if you get a chance, I I don't want to teach you how to do it on the radio, but if you get a chance, do the time warp, learn the time warp, go see it in a, a theater where people are doing it. Let's do the time warp again. It's, uh, the, you know, it's it's the dance. It is. Here it is. The it's, dance. It's Riff Raff telling us how to do it here on Rock School. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness. Now, I, what I did is, while the song was playing, I went ahead and did all the audience participation, and you did a search on your iPad. I did. And found the audience participation script. What I said isn't exactly what it says on the script, but it's fairly close. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. I did the Cleveland, you know, returns, the callbacks and such, but depending on where you go, it's, you get it's different just, things. It, it still amazes me that your dance moves are just not great. Well, that's because I have no rhythm other than the elbows <laughs> down. It's I, I can't dance worth a darn. Oh. So let's do the bottom of the hour. We'll get back to the science fiction double feature. That is the, the song that opens the movie, uh-huh. which has the iconic red, red lips. Ooh. And I'll tell you all about that right after we okay. do this. Seven days, 70 seconds. These are the dates, November 9th all the way through November 15th. I believe you have Monday. Go. November 9th, 1959, Billboard magazine says that this is one of the most frantic weeks in the history of the music business as the government probe into disc jockey payola steps up. Not good. November 10, 1968, Jefferson Airplane stir up controversy on the Smothers Brothers show when Grace Slick appears in blackface, gives the black power fist salute at the end of Crown of Creation. November 11, 1973, 30 radio stations across the U.S. broadcast what it billed as a live show by Mata Hoople. It was really nothing more than Hoople's studio tracks with dubbed-in applause. It's not good. That's actually illegal. You can lose your license Nasty. for that. Nasty. Yes. Yep. November 12, 1965, Velvet Underground makes their live debut, and they played at Summit High School, New Jersey. Mm, November 13th, 82, after 42 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100, Soft Shell... Oh, Soft Cells. Yeah, Soft Cells. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Tainted Love. Love that song. Finally falls off the chart. Passing the old longevity record held by Paul Davies. I go crazy. 
by three weeks, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. there you go. November 14, 1956, Sam Phillips is at the mixing board for Jerry Lee Lewis's first Sun record recording session, which produces the single Into the Rope. And then finally, November 15, 1990, David Bowie opens on Broadway in the title role of The Elephant Man. Now, Again, I keep saying, if you know nothing about Rocky Horror, you might know know this. I know nothing. But you have seen, in terms of Rocky Horror, the blaring red lips. Yes. Right. You may have also seen the Tim Curry character, Frankenfurter. Oh, yes. I love Tim Curry. Right. Sitting on a couch Uh that looks like red lips. Uh Okay, where did the red lips come from? The red lips start the movie. In fact, and I don't know how it's done in other cities, but in Cleveland, when you hear the projector fire up, and this is back when there was a projector, when you heard the projector fire up, the audience began to scream at the top of their lungs, lips, lips, Uh give us lips, lips. And when the lips appear on the page or on the screen, they're just little tiny things way off in the distance and they come forward into the into the screen and when they make it to the point where the lips fill the entire screen right then the song starts and Ah. there's uproarious applause gotcha hurrah lips you know that kind of thing the opening song is called science fiction double feature and it's sung by richard o'brien but they're not his lips Mm. the lips are actually by patricia quinn who played magenta And was part of the original studio Mm -hmm. play. Here's the thing. They wanted her to be sort of an usherette with one of those stupid pillbox hats and all of that. Cigarettes. Cigarettes. Right. It didn't work. So what they did is they darkened with makeup, sort of from the nose down her face. Right. And then put it against a, you know, a very, very black background and then spotlighted her lips, which they then covered in just the reddest yeah, makeup they could red. find. Exactly. Yeah. Fire engine red. And then put her head on a board and strapped it down. Oh. So it wouldn't move. Really? And then put a, a, a camera on it so the lips stayed in the same spot the whole she couldn't move her head left right. Oh. And then she sang the entire song by lip sync and it became the most iconic part of the entire movie. Oh my gosh, that's funny. How about that? So here it is. This is the opening song which mentions so many bad B-movie horror films. This is the one that most people know from Rocky Horror. Science fiction, double feature on Rock School. Michael Remy was still the day the earth stood still But he told us where we stand And Flash Gordon will feature Picture show in the back row I have mentioned a little bit along the way that you throw toilet paper at one point in time and another time you do something else. Let me tell you some of the other props that you're supposed to use, okay? If you go to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show, don't tell anybody it's your first time. Don't tell anybody you're a virgin because they will have fun with you. Or if you want to, go ahead because nobody's mean, but they will have a little bit of fun with you. 
I stupidly told people I was a virgin. What, and they, what happened? They threw things at me. Like painful things? Or no, 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 no. And they made fun of me and they yelled at me and they okay. shined flashlights at me. Ugh. And when it was over, I was part of them. Okay. It was really kind of neat, actually. All right. So, Maybe I, know, I would tell them. I don't know how the people at other places will react, but in Cleveland, it was a rite of passage and it was wonderful. It was really something. So here are the things. If you want to go see the Rocky Horror Picture Show, here are the accoutrements. All right. What goes in my bag? Toast. Toast? Because while Frankenfurter and the remainder of the cast is eating another member of the cast, Uh he holds up wine and goes, a toast, and you throw toast. If you really want to be funny, you bring croutons because there is a line about croutons. Rice. Bring rice. Okay. Brad and Janet get married in Denton. Yeah. Denton, Denton, rah, rah, rah. Denton, Denton, rah, rah, rah. You throw rice. Gotcha. Now, be nice. Don't throw the rice at anybody else and make sure the rice isn't cooked. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Toilet paper. I've already told you one. Yeah, Charmin. Right, Charmin. Please don't squeeze the Charmin. Also, when Dr. Scott shows up, everybody yells, great Scott, throw toilet uh, paper. Right. Water guns. When uh-huh. Brad and Janet get caught in the rain... Squirt water guns. Bring a newspaper. If you can, bring the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Why? Why? That's the newspaper that Janet has over her head. No, it isn't. It is. For real? It is, really. So in Cleveland, we all had the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, we were high-end. Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. Bring Kool-Aid packets. Why? In one scene, Dr. Everett Scott blasts through the wall and everyone goes, hey, Kool-Aid. Throw Kool-Aid packets. Flashlight. Mm -hmm. Some people say bring candles. You don't want to open flame in in a theater. Bring flashlights. In the song, over at the Frankenstein place, there's a light. Do you think that's been replaced with phones? Might be. Turn on the light. Don't shine it at anybody. Maybe a virgin. But don't shine (laughs) it at anybody. And in the song where it goes, in the darkness, shut your light off. Oh. Shut your light off. Uh If you don't shut your light off, they'll know you're a virgin. They'll get you. Rubber gloves. Frankenfurter puts on rubber gloves. I snap my gloves in the name of science. Whack. And everybody snaps their gloves. (laughs) Noisemakers. At some point in time in the movie, there's a party. Bring oh your noisemakers. Party hats. Same thing. There's a party. Put your hats on. There's also a bell. Riff rap. Or not riff rap, but the Frankenfurter shakes a bell. Bring a bell along so you can bring along with riff rap. And finally, bring a deck of cards. Why? Uh-uh. There's a song, Cards for Pleasure, Cards for Pain. And if you do it right, you deck out the cards, you throw them out, and right at the end, you go, oh, and you throw another one away. Oh, my You have to do it right. You have to do it right. So the theater has to clean up a whole lot of stuff. We hung around a good bit and helped them. Okay. We did. KCMJ Colorado Springs and KFOK Sacramento, California, thank you for running the radio show. How about KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana, and KSRQ in Thief River Falls, Minnesota? It's here on Rock School. Got just time enough to play two more songs, 
So how did the audience participation start in Rocky Horror? Well, it started in New York City, mm-hmm. okay? The story goes, and every time you say this is how the story goes, you have to sort of wink your eye just a little right. bit. About five months after the show began, the movie began to show in New York City, a guy named Sal Piro, who was a stand-up comic and also worked as uh, uh, somebody who substituted as a teacher, apparently yelled something at the screen. What did he yell? Well, the stories alter from here to there, but the one that generally rises to the top of the milk, you know, the cream at the top, Mm -hmm. was that Janet, played by Susan Sarandon, was running through a rainstorm with a newspaper over her head, and he yelled, buy an umbrella, you cheap. Rhymes with witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And people thought this was hilarious. And Sal, again, (laughs) who was a comedian, began to play around with this. And he began to collect lines and began to create a secondary script. Gotcha. Which was a callback script. That year, Halloween began to see people dressing up as characters. And theaters also began allowing people in for free if they were in full regalia. Sal Piro became the head of the Rocky Horror Fan Club in 1977, and the Transylvanian became the the publication of the fan club, which then published Here's What You're Supposed to Say. Right. And finally, about 1979, the movie had been shown twice a week in about 230 theaters. Wow. Midnight showings and spectacularly po- you know, popular. That's how the callback started with some guy who was probably a little tired of the film and decided to just yell something at it. And it and took a comedian it. doing it. Yep, just that. That's hilarious. Is that true? I don't know. The story changes to fit the joy of whomever is telling it, but who cares? Mm-hmm. It's now something wonderful, and I enjoyed it probably 80 to 100 times. Wow. And would go again. Here wow. you go. Damn it, Janet. Sounds like it's it's Barry Bostwick proclaiming his love to Susan Sarandon, Brad and Janet, here on Rock School. Hey, Janet. Yes, Brad? I've got something to say. Uh Uh-huh. I really love the... Okay, last break. We can talk for about a minute and a half, and then we got to get out. Great. I got a question. Shoot. Was that the only movie that ever had callbacks? Oh, no. I don't even know that it was the first. Uh, It may have been the first, but uh, I know for a fact that they started showing Mommy Dearest. Yeah. Remember that? Joan Crawford. No wire hangers. That That's the only line that I could think of for that one. No right. wire hangers. They yeah. began to play around with that movie mm-hmm. and do callbacks inside of it. And I'm sure with the advent of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Which you can go to now. I know what you're going to say. Well, there's no television show anymore. Well, they can't spend the money to earn the rights mm-hmm. to do this. But what they do, those who run Mystery Science uh, Theater Theater 3000, yeah. what they do is they watch a film, they make the, the statements, they make the funny statements, the callbacks, and then what they do is they give you the audio. You then 
watch the film and run the audio from Mystery Science Theater oh, wow. at the same time. Now, there's no audio from the film, yeah. but it's the audio of them, oh, and they make fun of the film. Free kid. We oh, would sit clever. and watch that on a Saturday. We would start and wouldn't be able to stop for hours. Remember oh, yeah, that? especially the Christmas films when they did Santa Claus Takes on the Martians. Yes. Oh, that was wonderful. Speaking of Rocky Horror, if you're at all interested in seeing Rocky Horror, go to RockyHorror.com. RockyHorror.com will teach you everything you need, how to be a good virgin, how to you know go to see your first one. And where I can go? Exactly where I can that. See it? Okay. Sure. Uh, people put into RockyHorror.com where you can go see it performed. And also just simply go on to Facebook and search Rocky Horror. Does it cost a lot of money to see it now? I mean, Next do they to char- nothing. Really? I don't know about okay. now, I guess, but when I was going, yeah. next to nothing. Okay. And we'd all buy something. We'd all buy a, you know, a pack of juju beans or something. I don't know when you eat the stuff because they're telling you everything to do. I don't oh, know when you eat your popcorn, Please, dude. we went in with boxes of popcorn. <laughs> we had a ball. You know, that, that the, the guy who was running the theater off uh-huh. of Euclid Avenue did not any tr- have any trouble making his money. Oh, good. We had a ball with that guy. Really wonderful. So RockyHorror.com, go see it. If you get a chance, if you can't do anything else, please get a hold of the newest DVD releases. And because normally what you can do is watch the, and this is the one I have, You can, and it's not the 40th anniversary release, you can watch the film and then you can turn on secondary audio tracks, okay. which will be the New York people screaming over top of it. And on mine, you can also turn on not only the text for what they're saying on the screen, but then in a different color, up comes what the audience says. Oh, okay. That's cool. It's a scream. Get yourself a bottle of wine. Get yourself a six-pack of beer and enjoy it. I love it. So we'll finish the show with the... The song that finishes the movie, you know, and crawling on the planet's face, some insects called the human race. Ta-da! It's called Superheroes, and that'll do it. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. Can we please watch Rocky Horror tonight? I'm a virgin. Yes, you are. (laughs) That'll do it. Class is dismissed.